What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Rambling Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are taking care of yourselves. I hope y'all are doing all the things you know you ought to do during these times, my friends. Hope you're enjoying this fall season. It's getting a little cold outside. I really love it. Fall is my favorite season of the year. But anyway, that is not why you came to the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why we all need to stop budgeting. Yes, I said it. You heard me. We all need to stop budgeting and start planning. Here's why I said we all need to stop budgeting. What I've noticed from whenever I talk to people about money is a lot of people actually have a budget. But then when we keep talking, I'm like, but why don't you use the budget though? What I found out is most of us, we have a budget, but we never actually use the budget. So that's one group of people. I also talked to another group of people who actually have a budget, who actually use their budget. But the problem is they specify your budget so much so that when any little thing happens and their budget goes out of whack just a little bit, all of a sudden everything falls apart. And then they start beating themselves up and then they go down this spiral where they start overspending because they're like, what's the point? I try to do the financial thing that everybody tells me to do. I try to make a budget. I try to live the way everybody told me to do it, but I'm not able to do it. And so on both sides of it, everyone is trying to use this budgeting thing and yet nobody's able to do it. On one side, you have people who are like, yeah, I kind of do it, but I don't really do it. On the other side, you have people who actually do it, but yet they still fail at it because they're beating themselves up. And so I've decided we need to throw out the budget. It's not helping us. It's not giving us the solution that we need. It's kind of like, what is the old saying? If we keep doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, that is called insanity. So we need to do something. We need to make a slight change. And the change that we need to make, we need to make plans. You see, the problem with a budget, I've noticed when I talk to people is, a budget is a backwards looking statement, right? It tells us about how we spent money months ago. It tells us about how we did last month, last year. It doesn't help us set a path towards the future. Because at the end of the day, when we make financial decisions, we're not just thinking about what we've done before, we're trying to set a path what we want to do going forward. And so after listening to multiple financial people, namely Mr. Morgan Housel and to Ramit Sethi, who both talk more about you making plans, making adjustments so that you can actually like live your life. Also, I, after I read Just Keep Buying by Nick Majuli, that really enforced these ideas of a budget is not the way that we live life. The way we live life is to make plans and see how those plans come to fruition. And so in this video, we're going to be talking about how I'm able to make plans for my future. And I'm going to give you four steps that every single one of us can take today to begin making plans rather than trying to make a budget and get our lives to fit perfectly inside of a budget. And the main takeaway from this whole thing and the way that I'm able to do this when it comes to making financial plans for my life is to automate the process. It's to automate the process. You see, one of the things that I learned about myself is I cannot be trusted. I cannot be trusted with my own money. Every time I would make a budget, I would still fall into the same traps over and over and over and over. And so I decided it's time for me to remove myself from the process. And that's part of this process is automating your finances. I didn't even know that I was doing this. I did it offhandedly until I was listening to a podcast and I realized like, damn, I've been doing this all this time and I didn't even know I was doing it. And so today I want to share some of those concepts 
with you guys with these four steps. And we'll begin with this one. Number one, when it comes to automating your finances is one, review your previous month's spending. Review how you've been spending your money. Take the time. And for some of us, this is going to take a second or two, especially if you're like me, or actually, if you're not like me and you spend a little bit of money, you're going to actually have to sit down Bring out your credit card statements, bring out your bank statements, bring out all of these different statements and start going through them. Start reviewing, how did I spend my money last month? Take note, there are always one-off differences from month to month, so put that in your mind as well. Keep that in your mind. But generally, how do you spend your money? What are the categories that you're spending your money on? Now, when you're going through this process, a very important thing you have to keep in mind when you're reviewing uh, reviewing your spending is categorizing it. Categorizing it into two buckets. One, what are the things that I need that I have to spend money on? And then two, what are the things that I just wanted to spend money on? These two categories need to be made and you need to be honest with yourself. Those pairs of new shoes, was it a need or was it a want? Be honest with yourself. You going out to eat with your friend, was that a need or was that a want? In this process, it is extremely important that we are honest with ourselves. And the reason why we do all of this is so we know where we are. As I like to share all the time on this podcast is the saying that my dad always says. He says, if you don't know where you are, you're already lost. And so the first step that we need to do as we take this journey of making a financial plan is we need to figure out where am I? Where am I right now? What am I spending my money on to ensure that I can make the plans that I need to make? And that leads us to step number two, which is I make the plan. I actually put those things into action and make a plan. You see, most of us do something. We will start things and stop it not even halfway. We'll just be like, ah, I'll wait for this another day. I'll think about this in the future. And then everything just falls apart because we never see it to the end. So if you're going to go through this process, I need you to promise me something. Look at me in the eye. Look at me in my eye right now. I need you to promise me something. If you're listening to this, I need you to stop everything you're doing, except if you're driving, don't stop driving because that's going to cause an accident. But I need you to slow down and listen to me and listen to me well. Go through with this entire thing. I am begging you. Go through this entire process. Do not stop halfway through. Do not stop two steps in. Do not stop one third of the way through. Finish the process. It's going to be hard. I'm not going to lie to y'all. If there's one thing that I'm going to begin doing on this podcast is being completely honest with y'all that this ain't going to be easy. It takes effort. It takes you being completely in it. It takes you being active in it as it should because it's your money. And like Charlie Munger says, if everybody could do it, everybody would be rich. But guess what? Not everybody's rich. So there's a reason for that. Now, step number two is make the plan. And in this, I do something called the 50-30-20 rule. Now, the 50-30-20 rule is a very simple way of kind of framing your money to make you think about how you're going to spend your money. Basically, it breaks down like this. It says 50% towards your needs. 30% towards your wants, and then 20% towards saving and what I like to call my freedom bucket. Now, I switched that up a little bit. For me personally, and this is the thing you have to understand, whenever you listen to anybody talking about finances, always make it make sense for you. Always make it fit in your lifestyle. For me, how I do mine, it looks a little bit more like this. 50% towards my needs, 25 to 30% towards my freedom bucket, 
which is me trying to save, which is me trying to buy my freedom back, which is me paying off debts, which is me investing money. I find that much more enjoyable than spending money. And so more of my money is going to me saving and investing. So 25 to 30% towards my savings freedom bucket. And then finally, 20 to 25% of my money goes towards my wants. So how do we distinguish all of these things? So we start off with your needs. So your needs are things that you cannot do without. I'm talking about all your bills that you got to pay. So your power bill, your rent or your mortgage, your water bill, your insurance on your cars, transportation costs, food. And when I say food, we got to distinguish between eating out versus groceries. We got to distinguish between the two because one we can do without and the other we cannot. We all need food, but there's a cheaper way to eat food if you know what I'm saying. So distinguish between the two, all of these things that you cannot do without. Figure out how much those things are. It shouldn't be more than 50% of your income. If it is, you might need to make some changes. You might need to make some adjustments. You might need to move to somewhere else. You might need to get rid of that car that's costing you so much money, but that's just another point altogether. Next is my wants, which I said is about 20 to 25% for me personally. You can use 30%. My wants, those are things like, like subscription services, buying new clothes, buying new shoes. For me, that is more of me trying to travel. Mm, that's a lie. That's me more of me going to sporting events, going to concerts, eating out. Those kind of things go into my wants bucket. If you want to be buying new clothes, if you want to be traveling all over the place, those fall into your wants bucket. bucket. And then finally, we have the freedom bucket. Boy, I love talking about this one. Y'all know this. I love talking about saving. I love talking about investing. This is where it falls into the bucket of you saving for an emergency fund, investments, paying off your debt. Those kind of things fall into this bucket. It falls into your freedom bucket. Essentially, you're paying money or you're taking money, you're putting it aside in order to take a little bit of your time back. When you pay off a loan, what you're doing is you're saying, no longer will this thing own me, I am taking my freedom back. When you're saving a little bit of an emergency fund, what you're saying is, no matter what comes my way, I can handle it. Anyway, I'm going to stop there. The point is 25 to 30% goes into this freedom bucket. Now, when you have all of these things set up, when you've decided and you set your plans up and you know how much money you need to survive on a regular basis, you know how much money you need enough to spend in order for you to enjoy life, and you know how much money you need in order for you to be buying your freedom back, once you have all of these things laid out, by the way, if you need a way to visualize all of these things, to put it down on paper, you can go check out Rami Sethi's Conscious Spending Plan. I find it very useful. I think it's one of the best things out there. Use that. And it also allows you to adjust things properly. Go find it. Google that thing. Use it for yourself if you want to do it that way. Well, the point is, after you have that set up, now we, need, we move into the next stage. Step number three this is where we actually make all our automating decisions. This is where life becomes a little bit easier. This is where I don't have to think about money that much anymore. This is where things just work in the background for my favor and I just keep moving along. I can think about the bigger picture because I'm not worried about how my finances are doing. I said something to someone one time. I said, I don't make a budget anymore. I don't really, really even look at my money like that anymore. And they said, what? Well, you talk about money all the time. I said, yeah, but notice I talk more about investing money. I'm looking at the big picture. But in order for me to look at the big picture, first, I had to take care of the foundational stuff. And part of taking care of the foundational stuff is in this automating your finances. What does that look like? 
It's one, I automated my bills. Now, I'm still a little bit paranoid, so I still be paying my bills myself just because I enjoy the process and I have the time to do it. I ain't got no wife. I ain't got no kids. So you know what? Your boy's got the time. I'm just going to do it because I got the time. But I can promise you this. When I ain't got the time, your boy ain't going to be doing all this work anymore because it does get taxing sometimes. But I enjoy playing with numbers. I enjoy doing all this stuff. So I be doing it all the time. But the point is, I automate my bills though. All my bills, I click the button on the websites, wherever it is, and I say automate, automatically pay this bill on this set date. Every single one, every single bill, every single thing. So this way, for those of us who are forgetful, we don't have to worry about it. It just automatically pays every single month. The money just goes, it pays it off. You ain't gotta think about it. However, in order for you to do it, you have to have already done all the other steps because if you miss that payment, bro, you're going to get slapped with some fines. I remember when I first started doing this, bro, I got slapped with so many fines because I didn't set things up properly. So make sure you understand how much money you actually need so you're paying things off properly. Anyway, set up all your bill payments. What I do is I use my credit card to pay basically all my bills. If you have credit card debt, ignore this rule because you got credit card debt, which means you ain't good with credit cards just yet. I don't want to sound like a savage, but at the end of the day, you have to be somewhat... Um, how do I put this in the kindest and nicest way? There are levels to it. And if you have not reached certain levels, you can't just do everything. All right. So if you still have credit card debt, do not use your credit card to pay your bills. Anyway, moving on from there, I ought to make all my credit card bills. It is paid automatically. Even though, like I said before, usually if I spend money on my credit card, I automatically pay it off myself as well. Two days later, because I'm just paranoid and I have the time to do all of it. But the point is set up everything to be paid automatically. Now, the third step is extremely important. For me, I create multiple accounts for multiple different things. So I have an account that I call my default account. In this account is where the money is used to go do all the stuff that I want. This is the account that basically if I look in it and there's money in this account, then I can spend it. But in order for me to do that, I have to understand how much money is being paid out of that account. Now, I have another account called my bills account. In this account is all the money that I need to cover all my bills. I don't use this money for anything else. It is just for bills. All, like I said, when I automate everything, this is where the money comes out of to cover my bills. The other account is all my extra stuff, like eating out, shopping, all of that stuff comes from that account. And in order for me to do this, I use all the direct deposits that my work allows me to do. And my work, I think it allows me to do up to 10 right now. And I just basically... Figured out, going back to step number two, figuring out how much I actually spend and I actually spend all my needs and my wants. And I just allocated funds. And then finally, I also created an account for all my savings. I created specific accounts for different savings goals. So whether it's travel, whether it's Christmas, which is coming up, I've been saving for Christmas since day one of 2022. I've been saving for Christmas since then. In other words, I have the money now. I don't have to stress about, oh, I'm gonna go into debt to buy people presents, which by the way, side note, if you ain't got the money, don't buy presents. It's okay. Tell them, yo, I'm broke. Ain't nobody going to be looking at you sideways. Just be like, yo, I can't afford to buy you anything this year. But anyway, that's a whole other point. But we go back to this is I automate where all my money goes. So a certain amount, percentage of my money goes for my bills. A certain percentage goes for my wants. And then I have percentage for specific savings goals that I have. Whether it be travel, Christmas funds, whether it be saved, uh, given, my given fund, Whatever it is, I allocate money for all of these things. 
concerts, eating out, going on dates, all of these things. I allocate money to go into each of these funds in order for me to cover it. This way, I don't have to worry about it. When I go out to spend money and I eat out, I don't have to freak out and say, yo, how much do I have in my account to be able to eat out? Can I do this? And then all of a sudden you're panicking whenever you're out and about. I don't want that for you. I want you to experience the freedom of enjoying your hard labor. All right. And then also I opt into things like my company 401k for investing. I also have an account that deposits directly into my Roth IRA as well. I automate those things so I don't have to think about it. The less we have to think about saving money, the more we actually do it. So automate these processes. If you can do the same thing with your company that has multiple direct deposits, do it. If not, you can create transfer rules in your bank account, in your checking account, and those kind of things you can create transfer rules. That way you can transfer money to where it needs to be. And then finally, number four, which is the last step of this, is every month I spend about 30 to 60 minutes reviewing everything, making sure that I'm not overspending in certain directions or I'm not underspending in other directions, making sure that whatever happened last month that may have thrown me off, I can make adjustments. Because guess what? Life lifes. In other words, life happens and life tends to knock us off our toes every once in a while and that's okay. So every month I review my expenses. I review, am I going in the right directions? Are my investments going in the right place? Am I saving money? Am I moving towards the goals that I have for myself? And notice that this whole cycle repeats itself because we started off reviewing and then we went into creating the plan and then we went into actually automating everything. It's a cycle. The cycle feeds on itself. As you get better at working the cycle, the easier it gets. Because when you get better at reviewing your spending, you get better at making your plans, you get better at automating your finances, and you can just keep going. And eventually you'll get to a place where it only takes you 15 minutes to pull out your phone, look at how your spending is going, and know immediately, am I on the right track? Am I not on the right track? And then keep, your, keep it moving. That's what I want for all of us. I want for all of us not to be stuck when it comes to our finances, not to be stuck on this idea of, I gotta make a budget. I want us to have the freedom to spend our money the way that we want to spend our money. But part of that is us being active participants in how we manage our finances. And that is us taking the time to sit down, review our finances and create a plan. If we do these things, like I said earlier, if you follow through on these things, I promise you, I promise you, I promise you, like they say, do the hard things so that life will be easy. But anyway, that's all I got for y'all. I hope y'all learned one, maybe two things out of this entire thing. And if you did, hit that like button. If you loved it, hit that subscribe button. But I'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. And one more thing, if you enjoyed this podcast, share it with one person that you love, one person that you hate, and one person you're just kind of like, about. And by that time, you just shared it with every single person that you know. But anyways, me, your boy Kalechi, catch y'all up on the next one. Remember, generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And your boy is out of here. Peace! Whoosh.